Welcome to The Heartbeat. My name is Kevin Crenshaw, and you are joining me for an episode on real love stories. This is a quest, a study of mine to interview inspiring couples, healthy couples, and really extract what makes their relationship work. Because I see a lot of stuff thrown out there on Instagram. I throw stuff out there on Instagram, right? <laughs> I'm in there too. And um, I wanted to replicate what it was like, you know, at a wedding when the grandparents share their tips of, I don't know if people do this anymore, but they did at weddings that I've been to. The grandparents will share advice and wisdom um, to the couple who's getting married. And that was really the only time in my experience of life that I've ever seen couples really share um, their tenets or their views on relationships or how they're able to make it work. And I was like, you know what? I want more of that. So if you're tuning in, you're listening, you have a curiosity for more of that. And um, this is part of my study and research on healthy relationships. I'm compiling together my research into a book that's going to be published hopefully later this year. And I'm really excited for that. This couple that you're going to be listening to today has gone through adversity when it comes to their parents not necessarily agreeing with their choice of partner. This is something that I'm starting to realize is a lot more common than not. So we've already had another couple who dealt with the same thing. And I love how in this episode they just shared how they went through it together and also how they set effective boundaries and um, really what it means to be in alignment with your decisions and to truly be devoted to somebody and to truly know what you want. This is an amazing episode. So hope you take out some notes, tune in, you're listening to The Heartbeat. And if you could, by the way, if you're loving the episode, let me know on Instagram and give it a review. Reviews definitely help the algorithm and boosts this show to more people. And in 2023, I'm definitely looking to grow the channel and grow the show. So your reviews would be greatly appreciated. And if you do know of an inspiring couple, ask them if they'd love to be on the show and let me know because I'm looking for inspiring couples. One of the hard parts about this type of a podcast is I'm wanting to interview everyday people. You know, I'm not looking to just go after people that are writing books or are in the spotlight per se. Um, but I want to interview good-hearted people who have a real healthy relationship, who aren't just together and kind of like settling, but they're together for years and you're like, whoa, did y'all just meet? Because that's a lot of passion. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. If you know anybody like that, please message me on Instagram and let me know. I'd appreciate a review. And without further ado, you are listening to The Heartbeat. Thanks. Yeah, I, I want to know how would you like to go about this? But yes, I can. We're just talking like, pretend we're at a party and we're just chatting it up. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> There's I no, I... nothing formal about yeah. this. <laughs> just, yeah. Okay, so first of all, the moment you said that, oh yeah, like just 11 months, mm, we're so used to, I don't know, just kind of hearing this, uh, hearing and just like understanding how this is whole hierarchy every time we go out in a room full of people who are in relationships and some of them are like for 10 years together some of them for like 20 years and five years and even three years so the moment like you meet someone who just 
kind of ask you and be like, oh, you're just for like 11 years together. Oh, yeah, like there's so much more that, you know, is going to happen now. And I'm sure there's only a surface level thing that you might have dived into and you, you just connected maybe. So there are a lot of like perceptions and judgments that come our way. As if uh, even when we got together, everybody told us that's just observe for six months. You know, six months is the testing period and I'm sure something's going to fall apart or this and that. So that kind of really got stuck with me because how do we really understand that the duration of the relationship really obviously opens up different chapters in our life. But what about couples like us who actually went through these chapters in the span of, yeah, separately Very in the quickly. span of like so many years and now mm. we decided to I think it also comes from the fact that we decided to do our inner work as individuals in our own separate lives and then suddenly we just manifested each other mm. on the point of time when we really just surrendered like that was I still remember that moment that I just gave up I knew that I'm not looking for anybody now. This is that moment that I feel so good in my life after doing so much of inner work, healing, where I am. I'm really happy with what I'm doing in my business, with myself, my schedule. Everything is just so healthy. I think I really feel good right now. And I do not really need to desperately look for someone. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I give up right now. I surrender. And for him, the same thing. I met him the next day. He's kind of surrendered. So... It was just like both of us were in different parts of the world or the city. We never knew we existed. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I never met him before. And um, he never met me before. And we just clicked. Like we met. We had a really clear discussion. And it was it. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, oh, yeah. I want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's like... Uh... Everything that Namish said is correct, that we both had our own awakenings or whatever you want to call it, uh, like separately. And uh, I, I think the first time when we met was a coincidence as well, because but like nobody knew each other. I didn't know anybody from her group except this one person that I met maybe for five minutes the last time I was at the same bar. So it was a very coincidental thing. And I was... Um, I was new to the city, so I was thinking like, nah, maybe I, I gotta make friends. So I just turned around when I saw this acquaintance of ours, of mutual friend, and uh, I turned around and he was looking at me as well. So you know, we just dapped up and we were like, hey, what's up? And um, I was just like, you know, standing at her table, still did not notice who she was, what she was doing, because I was focused on my friend. And um, all of a sudden, he was like, hey, man, we, I would really appreciate it if we could try your beer someday. And I'm like, oh, this bar has my beer, so you can, like, try it out. And, uh, you know, the server brought all the beers, and everybody started tasting the beers. And somebody passed her my glass as well. And that was the moment when I saw her. And I haven't really felt like I need to see anybody ever since that moment like I, I tell it to everyone because like I legit felt that there was nobody else around me at that time and ever since that day it's just me and her in my mind like it's like I can't really focus on anything or anybody else ever since so um but I was really drunk at that time so um, I said some stupid things which she found creepy are you open sharing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that creepy. I mean, I was not like a creep creep. She just yeah, yeah. 
felt that way because um i asked for her instagram so that i could talk to her the other day the next day or whatever and when she gave it to me i was drunk and then i saw the blue tick and i was like oh you got a blue tick my cousin got a blue tick dude do you know her and she was like why would i know like like do you think we're a cult like a blue tick people or something like that Yeah and I was yeah. I was ready to double down on it so uh, I was like nah let me ask my cousin about you maybe she knows you and like she, like she was ready to leave she was like hey I got to go and I'm like I right, I'll talk to you later yeah and after like the next morning when I woke up I realized what I said and I was like uh ah, that we're not going to talk <laughs> <laughs> I like I I stalked her profile a little bit and um I realized the type of work that she does and all that is those were the kind of things that I normally made fun of in the beginning so I started thinking like oh man I fell for this person whose whole career is like a joking point for me or whatever and uh, you know there was this one time when um in the beginning when we first met Namish was like if you want some help in the work that you're trying to set up I can help you out so then I texted her some day uh, after two days that hey um when you said that you were going to help me out did you mean like spiritually or something cuz you know I don't really want that <laughs> and she's like nah I I I for real have a few people that I can like you know connect you to and I was like all right cool why don't we go out and we you know meet each other one more time and that's when we met and um that's when she explained that what i said was kind of creepy hmm. and i was like all right my bad okay to give you now a little bit more background about this whole story is that he just moved to india after living most of his life in europe norway mostly yeah and i stay here you know and but i'm still a global pe- person you know because i work with so many communities i'm a well traveled person he's also very well traveled and um, we never met before we don't even have any common friends before whatever yeah. like you know i had a very different vision right uh, when the moment i the moment i met him he had a very different thing going on he's trying to set up his brewery here so also the polarity plays a really important role in our relationship because he is not into like i'm a person who is about oh you know work spirituality consciousness collective consciousness uh, this ritual that ritual my uh, my sisterhood my this my that i'm a very like big time like community and inner work oriented person he he doesn't understand any of this terminology but he's just naturally in that frequency so he's not i can't say conventionally that oh he's a spiritual person or he's uh, this awakening masculine you know and I, he doesn't he doesn't understand any of those terms because he knows that i'm working with so many people globally with so many coaches and so many this and that but he has his own thing going on and he respects what i do and i respect what he do and but on the other hand this is just beautiful harmony i don't know this is sync that the moment he told me that oh why you trying to help me spiritually and i said nah like in that very moment i knew that i'm not really supposed to have like really spiritually aligned conversations with this guy so but does that bring me to my old patterns in life where i kept on trying to manifest men who are just so spiritually awakened and you know how we kind of go to all these posts on instagram that oh manifest this guy that guy and this person and that person 
it never really worked out for me. Like he, he also, when we really asked each other some like really strong, powerful and very clear questions that, oh, so have you explored enough sexually? Uh, you know, do you want to really go around maybe um, keep this open relationship? Are you one of those people? Uh, would you like to do that? So we asked each other like really straightforwardly, like, you know, where are you right now when it comes to your personal and relationship growth aspects of your life? So was, was that the very first conversation? When you were saying like y'all sat down and just had a very honest like yeah conversation about those things to get clear i don't think we talked about open relationship in the first time I mean, we talked about kids and stuff like that okay yeah somebody sent me a meme i started laughing and she's like why is he on his phone and then i had to apologize like ah my friends sometimes send me memes about kids and shit because like you know i, I want to have a daughter someday and that reeled her in because uh, you know, she wants to be mom. And so I, I think I got her at that moment. So I don't know where that open relationship conversation started, but I think we were just curious to understand where we stand in these kind of things or whatever. So, yeah. 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 We kept just kind of putting things on the table that, oh, this is what, this is the clarity I have right now. What about you? What can you bring on the table? Like, you know, what, what is your vision board when it comes to your relationship or your personal life? And I shared it and he shared it and we just kept talking and it kind of reached a point where in the, within the few days only, like a couple of days, we were just like, yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah. It was not even a date. The first time when we like yeah. genuinely met, it was not a date. We just wanted to know a little bit more about each other and how Namish can, you know, help me out in my mm. work. And me on the other hand yeah I like I did would would have appreciated dating but uh you know at that time it was not very clear but apparently just kind of lined up for us that way yeah so yeah. it was so it was pretty soon from the time y'all actually first met to getting into the relationship how many like how soon was that less than a week less than a week yeah three days four days three four days like we were we we were very sure of mm. what we want because mm. we both felt the same way namish felt it a few days later though mm. <laughs> but um yeah we did <laughs> feel the same thing at the same time so we were very happy and glad that this happened and mm. all, all the realization of whatever plans we have had before we met each other came a little bit later when we realized that this was definitely not in the bucket list for now and it still happened so that I think that gave us a little bit more surety and assurance that yeah this, this is for real yeah we you all both you mentioned that you both were doing inner work before y'all met each other I'm curious as to what that looked like or what it was how were you working on each other or like individually because I know some people will be like oh yeah I'm working on myself when really they're just not having a partner and they're like enjoying their life um you know, what type of inner work were you doing or what did that look like? You don't have to go into too much detail, but I'm just curious. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I isolated myself for a couple of months and did not meet anybody and just try to figure things out by myself and, I don't know, watched a bunch of things to understand because I, I don't really read so much, but I listen and watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. So wherever I felt that I could relate to, I started just questioning everything and thinking about, a thing or two and everything kind of worked out you know I, I i went back to the root cause of majority of my behavior and i realized where i was wrong and where i was right 
what I need to apologize for, to whom I need to apologize to. Um, so I did that. Uh, it was COVID time too. So it's not like as if I could have gone out either way, but that kind of helped out. Um, didn't drink that much, didn't work that much. So I was just at home for maybe six to seven months. And the only time I went out was to buy groceries and that's it. Mm-hmm. So that was my thing. And Nimish's was. Oh, that's a long thing. But like, do you, you want to tell him about this? No. Okay. So um, uh, for me, like it kind of goes a long way back, but um, quite recently when it comes to having clarity about how come I really decided to kind of get into a relationship so soon or whatever, it wasn't really even kind of a question of doubt for me in that moment because he made me receive a lot of assurance and that's what something that was a big priority for me that I need to be someone who is really stepping into his power and knows what he wants and in the last two years I was not seeing anyone and I came out of of a really really bad relationship and then for last two years I was just completely focusing on myself and building my empire like really having amazing time with my clients with my community spending a lot of um, time just kind of reflecting on what I really wanted um, and what I did not want that's for sure Um, apart from that um, the main thing that I really wanted to heal over the last few years was my hyper masculinity um, I came from a very strong mother wound where my mom was really hypermasculine and my father was absent. So I, I was constantly manifesting men in my life who would initially kind of just like, you know, promise me everything that exactly I'm looking for and then suddenly just disappear. Like, you know, so there was no strong foundation and I, I constantly kept manifesting this betrayal wound and like an absent masculine wound. And that's why I decided to just kind of take a long break and do a lot of like inner child healing, um, a lot of reconnecting with my sensuality and um, yeah, kind of like doing everything that was there that I was seeking from my partner. So I decided to kind of like just become my own partner and then fulfill my own emotional, um, sexual and all kind of needs just to in fact feel how do I feel, how emotionally safe I can really feel when I'm with someone and what are my needs that are like just non-negotiable. And I knew in my bones that, okay, I all that I really have to do is to make sure that I'm not settling down for any breadcrumbs that universe sends my way, be sure of what I want. And every time I meet someone who even has the slightest potential and is communicating it to me, I can just say it that this, these are the things that are non-negotiable, you know? So if we are moving forward or anything of any of the sorts that we can call relationship, I would not like to see where this goes. I would like to be very sure that, oh, this is what you're looking for. And if it's really aligned, just put everything on the table. I'm going to put everything on the table because I'm not really looking for a boyfriend at the moment. I was very sure. I stayed away. Um, I figured out that the most traditional way for me would be the best way to be in a healthy relationship now because I have kind of stayed hidden for a long time, like not really communicating. Ah, this is what I want. Like, you know, this time I was like, hey, I'm literally looking for the father of my child, like a man who is capable of growing with me and also can be his best accountability partner and can also take me as one. Somebody who is really living a good, aware, healthy lifestyle, knows what he wants and knows how to stand for his family, knows how to stand with me and can create a strong foundation with me of 
a legacy of a family, you know, because I am on that road. Somebody can just move around parallelly with me. And that's why when I met him, as he said that I took a little longer, you know, he was very sure. He met me and he was like, you, <laughs> you're mine. I'm, you're my wife. This is it. I want to keep with you. And for me, it was like, okay, this has happened with me before, but I need a little bit more assurance than this. That came when his family kind of troubled him and us a lot of times because they this is something I'll tell you like in fact we both will open up to you because we have a lot of cultural difference by the way where you live where we live we live in India where in fact the fact that we can kiss in the public is not really common it's not there it's like a rebellion if we kiss in the public they call it oh that's illegal PDA it's illegal in India you know yeah so we go through like a lot of these situations where we had to kind of really um, break out of all these barriers and step uh, for our relationship. And um, he had to really show up um, for this relationship in front of his parents so many times. Then obviously later in the, you know, later stages of our relationship, it kind of grew more and more. And that's why it kind of gave me this really clear picture that, yeah, he, he, his actions and his words are aligned. He really means what he's saying. And he has the, um, he is that man. Yeah. And he means when he's, he's saying that he wants me. And that's how I just surrendered. And yeah, it really kind of, since then it's consistent. It's not even like, oh yeah, you know, he was just maybe, he was just kind of trying to woo uh, me get or you. yeah, get me or, you know. No, he has been very consistent. And in fact, more than ever with it. Yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that. What and you mentioned the cultural differences. I'm curious um, what hurdles that you had to overcome with in that. Uh, so I was unaware that my parents would react this way in the beginning because I've never really lived here. So I was given a lot of freedom and I was not really that involved or whatever in my family because I was I was given that much freedom that I didn't need to worry or think about being a part of a family or whatever when it comes to parents um, I left India when I was 14 and I came back now I'm 28 so it's about like you know a two like more than a decade of time of like you kind of growing up in other places with friends who are your family and your parents are not really around but they are sort of around due to technology so um there were i believe there were a lot of things that they didn't know how to react to or how to behave towards when it came to their child actually being back physically in front of them and uh you know the same things that the freedom that i had been given and the type of cultures that i lived around were extremely diff were sort of different to the type of cultures my parents stuck to or uh, the type of first uh, lifestyle or whatever that my parents thought that their child should have or a child in general should have um, so there were a lot of things such as, um, you know, if I close my room's door, because when I first moved in, I was still staying with my parents because I like so I would travel most of the time. But whenever I would come back, I would stay with my parents. 
And, uh, you know, at certain times I need my privacy and I would just close my room door and they would ask like, why are you closing the door? Cause I'm like, I don't know, cause I'm changing cause I need my privacy. And they're like, but why though? And I'm like, what do you mean? Okay. And I understand that um, my work requires me to be out and be social in the nighttime majority of the times cause I make beers for a living. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I would go out a lot. I would drink and I would party. So I would come back somewhere on one, two, in the night and by that time they would be asleep so they would complain that because of my lifestyle they have to maybe wake up in the middle of the night and that's uncomfortable for them and all that so that was the beginning of all the issues and problems but I was traveling most of the time so it didn't really matter so much but when I met Namish then most of the times I was staying at her place or we were spending time together so even though my parents understood that I'm dating this person, they still felt like I should still maybe come back and live at their place a little bit more. And I said, no, nah, because I'm dating. So I would prefer to spend time with my partner rather than with you guys, because this is where my life is moving forward to. And they could not understand that. And um, then my parents kept pushing me to answer certain questions I, I don't really like to be asked questions that much because I'm aware of what I'm doing. And if you don't agree with it, maybe you should perhaps not involve yourself so much in these spheres of my life or anything, personally speaking. So they uh, started asking me a lot of questions about how I see myself with this person. And in the beginning, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm happy. Like, I think you should be more focused on the fact that I'm happy with a human being. And then they started forcing me to answer that like I do you see yourself with this person on the long run like you need to give us a decision and I'm like nah first of all I don't need to give you anything and second of all I'm really focused on my work and anything that we're going to do we're going to do a little bit later uh, so right now we are aware that we want to be with each other for a long time but if you ask me if I want to marry this person yeah eventually like not right now but um for sure yeah eventually and uh then they were like now nah, we don't agree with it and i said you don't have to it's okay and they said nah you we, we you have so you believe you think that we as a family do not mean anything to you and i said in this particular topic no nah, you don't because like if i marry anybody i'm going to be the one spending time with that person not you you can meet on Christmas or, you know, whatever festival y'all have, and you don't even have to do that. So it doesn't matter. And then my father was like, nah, but she's so short. She's not that tall. Uh, and she has all these tattoos and like, like she colors her hair and her pictures on Instagram are flashy and shit. So I was like, who cares? Who Like, where is this coming from? Like what, like everything that you have said to me doesn't ring a bell of a red flag to me. Like if she has tattoos, good for her. That's that's nice. If she colors her hair, fuck it, I did too. Um, if she's short, she can wear heels. Who cares? Like I don't care about these things. Yeah. So you care about these things, so you worry about it, not me. So for me, things that matter is that if I am happy with this human being and I can have a conversation with this person and wake up next to this person and still smile every day, and that's what's more important for me, not somebody's height. And then my father was like, oh, you're going to mess up the genetics of the family. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
And I was like, that's the funny. mother pod. <laughs> Dang. Well, it sounds like you were really, you know, like, and I think that's common in India from at least what I hear from other people is like the family being so involved in who you choose as your, as your partner. And you really were Majority. taking your sovereignty back in that. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. It was a shock too, because uh, when I was in Europe, and if I ever dated somebody, my parents didn't really have any problems with anything, with anyone or whatever. Like, even if I would tell my parents that, yeah, I'm not happy with this person, they were like, oh, yeah, but she, like she owns a house. And I'm like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I'm not happy with this person. And then they would like, they would pester me a lot. And they would be like, oh, you broke up with this person. She was so nice. And I'm like, no, she was not nice. You don't know nothing about this person. And that's when I realized that I don't need to tell a lot of things to my parents or whatever's happening in my personal life. I'm just going to tell them when something is concrete and we'll move forward with it. And, you know, I think they took it personally. And, um, you know, um, they, they started forcing themselves on the idea of me not being together. And um, it, it became very toxic to a point where it started affecting my work because there were certain things that my parents promised that they were going to help me with. And uh, they said that if you want those things to be done by us, then you're going to have to separate with your girlfriend now. So you got to decide what do you want? And I, then I was like, nah, fuck all y'all. So, and then I just, left and i was like if you like you cannot put terms on you cannot put business terms on somebody's personal relationship you got to keep it very separate and um you know and then eventually we kept it separate so i'm happy there you go <laughs> that's awesome Sorry. Yeah. i mean things that came across as a shock to him were very predictable for me because living here for so long, like being born here, then doing all my, you know, education and everything. Yeah, I mean, yes, you were. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and and there's so many times when, like, I would tell him something that, yeah, like, you know, we go through this here and he was just like, oh, but yeah, women in Europe don't go through this. And I'm like, yeah, because they are living in Europe, you know, and so I'm like, oh, okay. So these are the, um, you know, conflicts that we will start navigating through. And we did. Like, there were days when we would just be having our morning coffee. And his phone would just start ringing. And his relatives would call. An extended family would call. And the moment he would pick up, they would be like, oh, so we're looking for a girl for you to marry. Or when are you really kind of getting married? And, and then he would say that, but I am dating someone. And I'm really happy. And I think I'm going to marry this person. But and then they would start laughing and I, I could hear the laugh like I was just sitting mm. in my hand in the morning just having the best time of my life with him and and then suddenly these really nasty phone calls would come and then with each passing week things got really nastier and nastier his family started threatening us that they're gonna come with police and this and that put really false cases on him so that they can separate us and we had to really hire a lawyer to send legal notices, like restraining, restraining orders, orders yeah. that, you know, they Damn. need to. Yeah. And they, they started kind of mm-hmm. leaving Instagram hated comments on my profile. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude, my mom. Every hate comment that Namish would receive about her past or whatever, 
my mom mm -hmm. would comment under that random person from that random person's third random account that he's probably going to use to put some hate on somebody else's account. And it was like, oh, please talk to me. Tell me more. Um, oh, my God. Talk. Yeah. So it was very, like... Defamatory. Yeah. At the yeah. same time, for me, I was like, wow, okay. Like, I have... Like, I knew that this is going to happen, but to this extent, like, I did yeah. not. And when I say I knew, because I know I'm already... Uh, how do I say, when I know I had to create, come out of so many um, cycles of trauma and like lifestyle changes and mindset changes. And I'm like kind of uh, unconventionally living, like like the way like, you know, you're supposed to really live here and not have tattoos and do this and do that and not live alone and get married at this age. And you're not like my mom had to kind of fight the whole family to put me to school. Like I come from that, mm -hmm. like, you know, and like so many, they had to kind of change their cities to kind of bring me and my brother and raise out a different city and then earn everything from the scratch. So I grew up in like an environment where my mother had to really take in charge of everything. That's why she was hyper masculine. Mm -hmm. She had to really work extremely hard to raise us. Mm -hmm. And so from coming from that space and then kind of realizing that, oh, I'm such an open person. I saw so many families hating me. I, every time I would really have a client who came from very culturally conservative and extremely violent or abusive background, and I would really bring that woman out of that space, I received life threats, you know? So yeah. these were like years and years of inner work and having clients who I knew that are going through so much. And then I was very sure that I want to manifest a partner who understands like the level and intensity of all of this. And then he showed up and he's like, oh, all of this happens in India? I don't know. <laughs> My parents are acting weird. I'm like, yeah, very weird. <laughs> so how do we like navigate this? And like every day was us really showing up like stronger and stronger, kind of like telling people that, hey, you know, we are really happy together. I love waking up next to him. Like the, the, ah, the quality of sleep and my nervous system is so relaxed when I'm around him. And earlier I was like traveling solo, like everywhere for months, I would stay in a random city. I was like, really, you know, and now I go away from him for like five days, like, I'm like oh, I want to come back, <laughs> you know, like in a really good way. And mm -hmm. um, it, it feels like finally, I know what is really, what it really means to have a healthy dependency on someone like you know yeah. like connection where you're like not toxically like sucking the life out of each other but just like hey yeah. you know i i love, <laughs> I love <laughs> you're around oh yeah you're, so i don't have any humor because that's what he says because i'm a very like oh. intense person and he's like polar opposite he's all about me <laughs> dark humor everything I, that i do with my life that's is funny. like a dark humor thing for me like it's for him like yeah. it's really yeah that's funny yeah, yeah. that sounds like well, the same thing i i would prefer not to be that far from louise every time she goes to travel for work or whatever and then i have to stay here then it's weird to be alone in the house i like i can't go to sleep like my sleep schedule is messed up i i eat bad food and they're just basic patterns of not being very satisfied in life i mean in your daily life or whatever and uh, yeah. even uh, Nirish went up to the mountains for a month and 
as opposed to stay there for a month and stay for 20 days because you know we missed each other and um so like i drove back without telling her that i was coming back and um you know was, like while i was driving she's like i'm calling a cab for myself tomorrow i'm coming back to the city i can't take this no more and like i'm driving and it's late at night and i had to drive 16 hours non-stop to like reach there at the right time and i was like please don't <laughs> 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 oh that's cute every day that i'm gonna ask my friend to come over to stay with me for a little bit because i don't want to be alone and then her like whichever friend's name she would take i would text that friend and be like you better not go there because i'm going if you, if you go i'm not going to talk to you for a very long time and they're like okay my bad <laughs> so yeah that's we have that healthy codependency yeah. um with each other which we are very glad about because a lot of people might not have that have y'all experienced an unhealthy version of that mm. and you don't have to go into details right but like what's the difference in the actual relationship with the unhealthy versus the healthy because i think that when people if they've only know, ever known like unhealthy codependency um they might see aspects of that or what y'all are experiencing maybe in their own life and then they're like oh there it is again like but it's actually healthy sort of yeah. I guess. What would you say is the difference there? Is it if it's reciprocative? Mm. Yeah. Because if it's only one-sided, then maybe you should not be in that relationship. But it's like we both reflect off each other, mirror each other. And we also repel each other at the same, I mean, at the same time, we have moments where we're like, nah, this is too much. Like you need to figure it out or whatever you need to calm down a little bit or never really said calm down but you know just uh <laughs> kind of like watch it yeah that's kind of like the energy behind it all yeah um i'm not i'm not sure i don't know i haven't really had any unhealthy patterns with namish yet so i, I can't really say anything about it but hmm. um i think what i really like is that i never felt the need to walk on eggshells around him Mm -hmm. like i can just say things you know that hey this is how i'm feeling about this situation and that um every time we had a conflict and we navigated it we felt stronger after that we did not feel like ah oh, i think there's this void between us after whatever you know argument or whatever you know discussion we had um there was never a point where we felt like I don't think that this is really working out to a point where like okay this is toxic no it only got us more insights about uh, I guess this is the point we can work on or expression of love languages is very consistent when it comes to both of us very regular like we'll have these regular check checkups on each other that, hey like how can I be a better partner to you or you know like oh how would you like to feel more safe uh here or what do you think what is our next goal in this relationship you know or um like i'm this person who's usually like drawing vision boards and everything and he's just like hmm, yeah yeah and then he would just randomly send me like memes sometimes like about it that's how i know oh yeah he's like so we have like languages that are very like different but i don't know there's this attunement. but they come from the same space yeah they come from the they, same space they come from the same intentions it's yeah. it's just that misha's way of portraying 
her desires is much more refined than mine or and mine is a little bit more metaphorical you know a cover of it humor or whatever but we do think about the same thing at the same time i think that's huge because there's a lot of people and you mentioned this in the beginning that think that their partner needs to speak the same language as them or you know understand all of their terminology and what they're talking about and it's um it's important to honor and respect how the other person use the world or the languages they use to describe things and even just communication style, right? Like sending memes versus, I don't know, you're probably sending <laughs> prayers or something, right? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yeah. but you know, on the more spiritual side of things versus like meme, right? But it's like you said, coming from the same energy. I just think that that's awesome that y'all respect each other's communication style. Mm sure i'm actually very grateful that we are very different people mm-hmm. and because what i have really understood is that i don't really have to mold myself in a certain way to make him like me you know or i don't need to please him in a certain manner to kind of fulfill my inner child needs in that way you know um we keep there what i really love that in the Right now, also it happens, but in the initial few weeks of our relationship, I experienced something through him that was like, it kind of blew my mind, okay? Because I'm this person who kind of just speaks a lot of affirmations to myself. And when we got in a relationship, I had like no hopes of him being any kind of spiritual or talking any language, which was even kind of understandable uh, by me when it comes to expressing love. Um, Every time in the middle of night, if he would suddenly wake up, he started speaking things like, I appreciate you. I love you so much. And oh, wait, I'm so grateful to have you. And like, he, I don't know if he was really conscious of it, but even if he would like most slightly in bed, even if it was like in the middle of sleep, even if he's moving his hand, he just kept expressing things in a verbal manner. Mm-hmm. And I loved how expressive he was in that moment. And I believe that it really assured me that he is expressive and he is expressive in his own ways. And I really admire him for that. Um, Yeah, similarly, like I also have my own ways where I just kind of tell him and I assure him that I love you and I um, am really grateful to have you in my life. And this is like extremely, um, like it's not like for a month we won't tell each other. We at least like tell each other we love each other for at least like 100 times every day. (laughs) And it comes, yeah. It comes so naturally. Like we don't really have to force each other like to say it. It's just like, oh, babe, like, oh God, I love you so much. You know, I, I, in every five minutes we'll be like, oh, I love you so much. I'm so glad you did this. Oh, I appreciate that you did this for me. Or I appreciate the way you behaved in this particular situation. So there's a lot of verbal love mm-hmm. language where like we keep appreciating like each other as human beings specifically. Yeah. And that's really important. Yeah. That's awesome. What other um, tips of advice would you have for anybody listening who might be going through a similar struggle of maybe the cultural thing with their parents? Um, I'd love to speak on that. And then also um, choosing each other because you were both very clear pretty early on of, yeah, let's do this. Like you're my person. So like, I guess, what advice would you have for people on how to get clear, like that level of clarity? How does that come? And then um, if anybody's dealing with 
cultural things or, or parents uh, that disapprove or disagree. You give the clarity thing, I'll give the parental thing. Okay. Um, first of all, to receive clarity about what kind of relationship you want to be in, what kind of partner you are manifesting in your life. I believe that a person needs to really do a lot of reflection um, that what things did not really work out in the past for them. Um, at the same time, what things really are non-negotiable. So there's a lot of inner trial healing that one needs to practice for sure. And the other ways are to really kind of hold on to these lists of things where you know that ah, this is what is something that you are look, looking for in a relationship. And um, more or less not try to make it unconditional because love can be unconditional, but relationships should be very conditional. It's like an institution. You have to kind of communicate what you're signing up for. So be very honest about, hey, this is what I'm signing up for. What are you signing up for? And um, I think like the way you navigate conflicts and the other person also showing up for you equally, like it's so important. And um, just be very sure of what kind of things that you know trigger you and make sure to find someone or at least have that on the table that, uh, you know, this is, these are my, um, these are my points, you know, that I would like to just kind of express that this is where I'm right now. This is what I'm working on. And, uh, you know, what are the things that you are working on at the moment? What shadows are you really working on at the moment? Or it's, it's very important to be very personal growth oriented. So I, that's what I would say. Yeah. And I guess don't rush in either. Like don't yeah. try to put stress on your mind that now I need to find like a nice partner or whatever. Go yeah. through enough experiences in your life to understand that. Yeah. I'm satisfied with myself first yeah. before I can feel the needs to find somebody else because there are a lot of people that I've seen in my personal experience that think too much about getting a partner yeah. and forget that they got to find themselves first and mm -hmm. then they 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 rely upon the other person a bit too much and that kind of blurs the idea of having a relationship as well that kind of manipulates the conditions and the whatever desires that you feel you need to have in a in your relationship when you might not really need that mm -hmm. or you might need something else i don't know dude but um you know like understand yourself before you can express your needs to somebody else yeah so probably that mm. that's like, important yeah. yeah yeah i think for the cultural thing um if somebody is going through uh these challenges that we unfortunately had to go through the most vague answer that i can give is that there are eight billion people in this world i'm sure you can find a chosen family that will treat you like a brother son daughter stepdaughter um you know wh whatever you want to call it uh way better than your actual parents or relatives can so it's it's not that difficult to just make a step to double down on yourself and be like nah this is what I want and it's not that difficult to leave that negativity and get away from it I believe that so far that I have seen people who tend to not leave their 
immediate family to be with somebody that they genuinely feel nice about is because they are just kind of hardwired and with the notion that family is family this and that but if you are having challenges where you can't really be with the person that you believe that you should be with because of your family then it's not really a family it's yeah so how do you it's a it's a tyranny dysfunctional so family matter. yeah yeah so it doesn't really matter if you leave that place or not it will mm. be better for you yeah also it's very important to come out of good girls in rome and nice guys in rome you know if you're so used to pleasing people around you um just for the sake of getting this whole validation of oh i'm a good girl like you know i can never disappoint my family i come from this strong culture i am you know my the reputation of my family because that's a big deal in india you know for for a guy if, like he's marrying somebody who the family doesn't approve of oh you're putting the reputation of the family at stake how can you do that like you're spoiling our bloodline and this and that and the same for women you know that you are the sh- like what shame you're bringing shame to the family this and that you're not allowed to do this you're not allowed to do that so you really got to learn how to disappoint people have the courage to courage to be disliked and then choose what you want and it doesn't matter how many mistakes you're going to make at least make sure that you make them from a place of your own sense of awareness yeah know? like and even if we i'm not i'm not giving my our example i'm just saying like even if something that you stood up for did not work out at least you stood up for yourself yeah at least you show people that they can't really have any control over your personal well-being or choices or whatever right. and um i mean it, it's it's all it's all about creating a healthy boundary towards how much a person can get involved in the other person's life at least you do that yeah so you know good for you get therapy get better yeah yeah it's very helpful and and really all of this is is coming back to like getting clear on what you want and then staying the course on that and that's kind of the theme that I see for each of y'all in this relationship y'all have is really beautiful to witness so I just want to say thank you for opening up and sharing all that you did and for being here with me today it's this has been awesome I'm sure a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this yeah I appreciate you bro is there anything else you want to ask any last words advice for anybody listening do anal (laughs) shut up if nothing works out (laughs) if nothing works out uh in the most serious situations he always comes up with that i love it i love it (laughs) no yeah you Oh God. Yeah, you know, just make your own rules. That's what I have to say. That doesn't matter how much pressure you feel that you have to act in a certain way and build a relationship that is so conventionally acceptable. Mm-hmm. I would just say make your own rules and act as a team. Build, step, up. step up, you know, step up your game. Be around people who love the energy of love. Like find couples who can really give you a safe space in fact give a safe space to other couples you know um yeah because you manifest more things in life that you admire that you adore you know so if you are one of those people like you really need to open your heart 
to accepting more love and loving people around you. And yay. Yes, that's all. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much. Thank you.